What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that would publicly humiliate itself just to eat some fries at breakfast, it's Sifpop. Welcome to Sifpop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and his knowledge of multiple Super Bowl winners is only surpassed by his knowledge of Benjamin Franklin trivia. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Ahoy! Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. She once walked through a witch hex barrier, and now she can manipulate podcast energy. It's Susan Kamyab Stevens! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> How you been, Susan? Good, good. I, I had good a baby since the last time I was on. <laughs> That's so. a big life event. It How is. Yeah. Everything good? Everything, I mean, everything go well? Yeah, everything went well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us all about them. Them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know gender. So oh, I was, oh, oh, so. I, I, was, I thought you were saying um, that I have twins or something. He's a boy. Okay. Um, just, so just had the one. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very, I don't know. I was terrified because I had to have a C-section and that mm-hmm. was really scary. I mean, I think either way is scary. I don't know anybody who's like, oh, this is going to be cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Childbirth. Yeah. Big deal. Whatever. Does it, I mean, yeah. No, it was uh, it was something. But I will say the birth was nothing compared to the first two weeks. <laughs> mm. That was what is what does that mean? Like the first two weeks were like traumatic, or no? Afterwards, uh, actually, I think if you if you have it down, maybe people know what to do right away. Um, we just we were foolishly trying to take turns in the night, mm. so we had him in our bassinet in our room, and we would just like take turns whenever he would cry, mm-hmm. and that was very dumb of us. We finally, after two weeks, I think I was like, I kept him in the nursery 
for like until 3 a.m. or something. And then I was uh-huh. like, why don't we do shifts? Then we at least get consistent sleep because right. neither one of us was getting good sleep. And I never experienced true tiredness until yeah. like, I, we felt like walking zombies. Like, like I was just like, I don't even, it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine going through that as a single parent, you know what I mean? Like oh having to God. handle the crying all by yourself every single time it happens. Like. Yeah. It's wild. A single parent who even has more than one kid. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they're uh, heroes, like superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I, I feel like I can't even, after this, I'm like, wow, we, we're probably done. Like, I'm, I'm like people who have multiple. <laughs> good on you. I'm sitting here with four children. You, you know, four, it's just. Yeah, but did you have, well, no. Were, did you have them at a younger age? Uh, I was younger. Yes. Well, we had them between, uh, like I was 24 to 30 was when we had our four kids within about six years. So, all right. That's, that's pretty good. I'm 35 and I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, we were tired all the time for about, well, probably still going on probably about 20 years straight here. Uh, we haven't not been tired, but, um, you're an empty nester now, right? Well, I mean, you know, graduated <laughs> from high school doesn't necessarily mean empty nester. So what kind, oh, you know, it depends on they... how you def- how you define the word. But uh, but yeah, we've still got two kids here living with us. So, oh. um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, what was his birthday? July twenty seventh, which is actually my husband's birthday too. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Nice little shared birthday. Yeah, cool. Well, that's cool. So just celebrated three months. Then I think that's a big a big uh, kind of hopefully one of those corners that you can turn where it's like, okay, there's, they're starting to understand how the world works. You know, we're getting there yeah. uh, kind of place. So, yeah. Yeah. Every month really does feel like a accomplishment. And it's just cool seeing him like grow and recognize us and smile at us. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and also I'm so, so sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> parents are allowed to say that. Yes, parents they are. are. They are. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into the reviews for this week. We're going to talk uh, about Quiz Lady, the Marvels. We'll do some Brie Larson films on the Best Ever Challenge. Of course, we'll do some Buried Treasure too. But let's kick it off with Marvel's latest, called uh, appropriately the Marvels. This is just the beginning. She tore a hole in space. There's a different reality leading into ours. What are you prepared to do? I'm invincible. Your powers only make me stronger. So you can't be matched. Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. When her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Kree revolution, her powers become entangled with that of Jersey City superfan Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, now saber astronaut Captain Monica Rambo. Together, this unlikely trio must team up and learn to work in concert to save the universe. Uh, yeah. 
yes, the Marvels has arrived in this series of Marvel movies where the TV shows are almost as important as the movies, uh, especially in this case with Kamala Khan. Uh, the TV show Miss Marvel uh, plays a role in her backstory and uh, who she is. And also her family, who is in this movie, uh, is introduced there. So, yeah. And then you've got, uh, of course, Brie Larson coming back as Carol Danvers. Um, and then Samuel L. Jackson stepping in as Nick Fury for a lot of this. Uh, what did you guys think of the Marvels? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Uh, Andrew, what did, you, what did you think? High side of okay. High side of just okay. Susan? I liked it. Maybe maybe a little a little bit more than liked. Oh, high side of liked it, or yeah. at least medium high side of liked it. I'll go uh, high side of liked it. High side of liked it for let's, Susan. Let's give it. Do I hear a loved it? Uh, <laughs> no. no, you don't hear a loved it. Uh, I'm straight in the middle of liked it. Uh, I enjoyed myself uh, for this one. Susan, you said high side of liked it, so kick us off. Tell us some of your thoughts on the marbles. Yeah, I mean... Okay, I'll start with the positive. I, I, I liked it because um, I do like the three women. They're, the characters are great, especially Kamala Khan. Uh, if you, I'm assuming you guys watched uh, Miss Marvel, right? I did. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Absolutely loved it. I, I, I love that series too. And I, I'm telling anybody, like, if you're going to watch this, you have to watch Miss Marvel. Otherwise, you're not oh, going yeah. to appreciate Kamala Khan. Who it's kind me- of the new normal, right? Like, it's interesting. <sighs> It's really kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's my, that, that is my negative, but it, I, uh, I really did love her. And I mean, I, I like all of them, but she's that, that character that you're, it, she makes, for me, she made me want her more. I was like, just give me more Kamala. Um, but it was funny and uh, it, it was a, a good story. I just, ultimately I just enjoyed them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, some thoughts? Yeah, uh, she brings a level of charm and relatability to the film. It makes it, it gives the audience someone to root for, someone mm-hmm. easy to root for. Uh, yeah. She totally captures that fan meeting their idol and totally geeking out in the most adorable way possible. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the MCU or the film the MCU needed right now, though. Mm. Like, What do you mean to- by that? Tonally, I think that the the MCU has been ramping down, you know, because it kind of goes in ebbs and ways, kind of like all, you know, good stories have to. There has to be a a flow to this tempo. But I think Mm -hmm. that they were at the bottom and they were starting to need a rise. And I don't think that this is the rise that they think that this uh, is going to be for the MCU right now. I think they're in the mode right now of just kind of being stuck with their the consequences of their decisions. Like, I mean, there's, mm. you know, it's such a big project. Like when the MCU started, they kind of had some outs. They could make Iron Man and if it didn't work, then they didn't have to do anything else. You know what I mean? Like they, then they could make Captain America and Thor and, you know, kind of see how it all worked. And hey, it's kind of going good. People are liking the idea of the crossover thing. Let's try the Avengers. Oh my goodness, it works. Now it's it's just like uh, we only have one choice. We have to tie all this stuff together. We have to make it work. And I think this movie suffers for it. And I think several movies have suffered for it. And yep. I don't know how you fix that because it's also as much as it's a bug, it also can be a feature. So like there there is this positive negative 
back and forth that goes on within interconnected universe. And I just think, uh, personally, I think making the TV shows so intricately tied to the movies may have been the mistake. Yes. Um, so that's because mm-hmm. at that point you're assuming a lot about your audience and their availability and, uh, their subscription and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, they're kind of handcuffed at this point. The, the Marvels was going to be this movie the second they laid out this phase. Like it wasn't, there wasn't a choice to be made where it's like, oh, we're now we're down, so we need something to lift us back up. This was always going to be the movie. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. And then, and then of course, we don't know the behind the scenes either. With you know how much you know refinagling is going on with the Jonathan Major stuff. Like, mm. was there stuff in here that has been? excised because they're now rethinking the whole Kang of it all. Like how we don't know any of that stuff, but it's possible there were rumored like massive reshoots more than normal with a Marvel movie on this one. And the ending feels really strange to me. The ending of this movie, you mean the stinger or the, uh, no, no, no. I mean the actual oh. ending of the film okay. feels, um, truncated to me in some way. It just, it feels anticlimactic and sudden. That's the word. Um, so like i wonder if part of that is the edits and that some stuff was edited out of the the end um but i i I don't know that i haven't been behind the scenes i I just felt something off with the the end of this movie i definitely agree with you i think that there that was probably an issue of mine which makes me not love it is that it was kind of anticlimactic it was just well it also kind of felt done but then the stinger happened, so I was like, oh, all right. But I'm sorry. I I think the worst mistake that that Disney has decided to do is make you have to watch four miniseries to fully appreciate a two-hour movie, like to understand. So what are the four? I know Miss Marvel and WandaVision would be important for this one, so but what are the others? Miss Marvel, WandaVision, well, Hawkeye, and also um, uh, Secret Invasion. So all of those. Oh, I are- guess I guess there is some secret. In, there's some secret invasion stuff. I, I don't know that secret invasion and Hawkeye are super I'll important for you to enjoy this movie. They're not but- required. Not- oh, sorry. Yeah. What'd you say? I was gonna say I have not seen Secret Invasion, and I did not feel lost on anything. No, those those aren't required. Those are I would say that I, I think WandaVision and Miss um, Marvel. Certainly, Miss Marvel. Yeah, definitely. That's I say if you're gonna watch anything, you have to watch Miss Bar- Marvel to get this, but. Yeah. To appreciate every little thing, you sh- you know you would want to watch that. And as a diehard fan of like this or whatever, I'd, I wouldn't want to like not know. Like, I mean, somebody who hasn't watched Hawkeye, they're gonna be like, "What? What is that? What is <laughs> happening here? Wait, she's there!" Like, I, I just it's a big ask of your audience and your fans to to watch all these miniseries and. It's just, it's kind of like annoying because there's some people too that don't really like to watch television shows as much. Like they'd rather just go to the movies and not be required mm-hmm. to watch a series. Yeah. yeah. And back in the day, like that was, I know so many people that are like, there's too much streaming and apparently you have to watch that. I don't get that. So I'm not going to watch the movie. Like they're going to lose audience. I wonder how ridiculous it would be for Disney to have uh, done a thing where they create television series and then a few weeks after the tv series has aired finished airing 
they compile an edit of the series that's movie length. So they, they make a movie out of the content that's in the TV series and release that movie, um, even if it's just streaming, so that it's, you know, there's something more compact for people to to watch. I don't know if that would work, but... There's precedent I mean, for that. Yeah, what's With, that? Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. One oh. of the uh, editors for Andor is taking all of Obi-Wan Kenobi and he's cutting it down into a feature length film. So all that extra stuff and stuff will get edited out. And he's done like side by side, like showing like his edit and stuff. And you can tell, yeah, you, you work for Disney, you know what you're doing. Uh, So (laughs) yeah. So there's a precedent. I just just wonder if that's something, I just wonder if that's something they could gain some traction from if they're going to continue to try to connect everything um, which again, I kind of like in some ways. I, I do think it's a feature in some ways, but mm. I just think they, for one, I think they bit off more than they could chew. Mm-hmm. They tried to do like, you know, 10 different series instead of a couple to, you know, test it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but I, I just, I just wonder if there's ways for them. Like, I know they have Marvel Legends, which they do on Disney Plus, where before a movie comes out, they'll have a, a episode dedicated to, the superheroes who are involved in that movie and it'll go over like all of their stuff in the MCU so far. Um, that's really smart. I don't know that a lot of people know about it. I don't know that a lot of people know that that show exists on Disney plus. Um, but they're, they're just going to have to figure out how to keep people invested who don't want to spend 50% of their content watching of the year on Marvel. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, Seriously, it's a lot. It it's is. not us saying it's not us saying that those shows that we were listing that you would get a lot of uh, you know useful information from. It's not a a, a stroll or a struggle to get through all of that. You know they're good shows, but it's the amount of time and you have to dedicate to it. That's the issue. It's not that the quality of the uh, the product is lacking in those shows. It's just too much Some time. Of- some of the quality is okay. Some is better than others. I will say some, it's not okay. Maybe not the quality, but so, sometimes it's it's not necessary to be as many episodes as it is. Like there has been plenty I'll of miniseries that. that I've watched where I'm like, so literally like nothing happened in this episode. We could have like just cut it out mm-hmm. or condensed yeah. it in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's I mean, what was, Loki was six episodes, right? Good God, I hated Loki. <laughs> Loki Are you season talking two about or Loki season, season one? I haven't started season two. I didn't like. It just okay. finished. Okay. It just finished uh, yesterday. Was it yeah, good? So s- season two. Well, I don't. You didn't like the first season, yeah. and I did. So, like, I don't know yeah. how so, to to help you. Well, did you like season two? <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked uh, it about as much as I liked. Happening. There was more than talking in season one, Susan. One episode. <laughs> I can think of one episode. Susan, I'll just go ahead and tell you, no, it's no different. Yeah. If if you didn't it's like season two, then you'll like season one about as much. I think it's fair. I think that's a fair guess. That's a fair assumption. I'm still going to watch it because like... I'm a completionist. And that's what irks mm-hmm. me about these Marvel, like the that you have to watch all these mini series to get the movies mm-hmm. because I'm just one of those people that I can't not like not finish it and not watch it because it's I'm hooked in now. Mm -hmm. But Kiwi Kwan's in it. That's all you (laughs) need to know. 
I do like him. I like him. There you go. Maybe you'll love it then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we quickly kind of transitioned into overall Marvel thoughts, which yeah. I anticipated. I think that's, uh-huh. that's a key factor in what we're dealing with here. Uh, yeah. To get back to the movie itself, I think this movie is fun. It's also not super long. Like, it doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome. Again, the end is truncated, so that's part of it. Um, but um, what, what were you saying, Andrew? 110 minutes, I think. Less than two is hours. It, it's like an hour. I thought it was like an hour 40. I thought it was like, yeah, like 100 minutes, 105 minutes, something like that. But yeah, um, but yeah so it, it feels like it's... It's breezy. It's mm-hmm. fun. These three, like you mentioned, Susan, are really fun to watch together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a um, a superpower training montage that's one of my favorite superpower training montages uh, that these three go through um, as their powers are interconnected and they're trying to figure it out. Um, I think these three have a good balance together uh there's the the lightness of the miss marvel character there's this the stoicness of the the brie larson character and then there's the like passion of uh the tiana paris character so like there's all of these together and they they seem to work really really well and I enjoyed, and because of that, I enjoyed a lot of the action too. The way they interacted with the the fight scenes and different things like that, I thought that was really good. I think that this movie humanizes Brie Larson, or I should say, not Brie Larson, but it humanizes Captain Marvel in a way that you know the MCU hasn't done in a successfully. I think that she is more fun in this movie, like the whole thing yeah. with her and Miss Marvel, like trying to find a name for Rambo is mm-hmm. great because it's 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 a bonding thing you know it's a it's a connecting moment that, that they're all sharing and it's great uh here's my big negative with the movie though and i've heard people say that they felt that darbin the main villain in the movie was bore mm-hmm. was a boring nothing villain and i totally disagree but not for the reasons that you think i do believe oh, that it is I a liked, very poor writer <laughs> oh really i did yeah i every single Maybe it's just the little bubble that I'm in, but like all the reviewers, and I should preface, I I watch uh, reviewers for Marvel movies before we do the show, just because mm. I can't wait. <laughs> no, normally, I like to, normally I like to wait until after we've done the show before I see what other people say about a movie, so I'm not influenced, sure. but uh, not with the MCU, I can't help it. And a lot of every single one of them has said that they really don't think that this is a very well written character. That it's uh, it's a nothing character, kind of like how uh, Ronan in in the first Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of a nothing villain. I disagree, but I believe it's a poorly written character is not true. It's a case of untapped potential. A character from the past that rises up to shine a light on a blemish of our hero. That has the potential to be a compelling and interesting villain, but what we get it actually makes me mad more than if it was just a nothing villain. Hmm. I I I think what you're saying has a lot to do with the end of the movie as well and the resolution. The anticlimacticness of that character's arc is uh, part of the reason in my mind that it doesn't work. Um, but the the story stuff with that character did kind of work for me. I like the idea of um you know seeing things from a different perspective mm-hmm. um yeah but it just it just doesn't go anywhere i would agree with that i 
it it didn't go anywhere, but I found her like compelling as a villain. Like I I wanted more of her. I what right. they showed with her reasoning to to be mad at whatever Captain Marvel. I was kind of like, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, but she she was just so mad, and I believed it. So I was like, well, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see other thoughts on the Marvels. Um, I think the Marvels uh, is willing to go to some fun places other Marvel movies haven't. Uh, there is a musical sequence in this movie that I found like delightful, oh. um, and uh, I, I loved that very very much. Um, and I loved even more just Marvel's willingness to you know keep experimenting, keep doing something a little bit different. Uh, in that moment. What about you guys? Any other final thoughts on the Marvels? There was something I thought of. I, I forgot it now. Um, I'll go ahead and say there's a yeah. uh, there's a stinger, a mid-credit scene you can stay for. It's not important or anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Are, are you kidding me? That's like one of the most important <laughs> mid-credit scene or post-credit scenes in the entire MCU. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I... But I know if it's I a gimmick. Spo- I know it's a gimmick. If I wanted to spoil it for people, I, I would have some things I would want to say about it. But um, I will just say it's not as groundbreaking as it thinks it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. And my entire theater gasped. Um, and so I think it does what Marvel wants it to do. Yeah, but it's it's not the first property to do it, so that's that's you know it's it's anyhow it's interesting. Yeah, is what I will say, and worth seeing for sure. Yeah, I think and you don't have to wait all the way through. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I think my only thing was that I appreciated that it was less than two hours because lately these Marvel movies have been like two and a half hours, and I've just been mm-hmm. like, seriously, get over yourself. We we don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's it, hour and 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. there you go. 105. Um, yeah. So there you go. If you do stay all the way through the credits, there's an audio kind of stinger oh, at the end that yeah. might be a little oh, I, funny or whatever, but it's honestly that. not, not worth it. It's, no. I mean, just leave after the mid credit stinger. You're we fine. were trying to leave and one of the PR reps were like, no, wait, 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 wait. And they made it seem like it was going to be something so good. And we uh, stood there oh. and we waited and I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah, cute. Oh, that's yeah, that's cute. yeah. Like, Thanks really? for making my bladder explode. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, there you go. That is the Marvels, um, and we'll see where Marvel goes next. Uh, it's, hopefully, a it's break. Be interesting. It, it's going to be a lot of a break. They 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 n- announced some dates uh, after the strike cleared up. Ooh, and everything uh, got pushed back. Yes, and they're really going to take their time and, and I think try to right the ship. So uh, we'll least see how it goes. two years, if not more, please, people. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if they'll it's be able be to wait that long. <laughs> they should. Like, let I'm us not, visit. I think if they're smart, they, they will. I mean, Susan, I'm not disagreeing Games, with you. I'm just saying I don't know if they have the patience to do that. Uh, they should. That, that includes miniseries. Stop. Just let us let us miss it. Let us want more. I used to like mm-hmm. crave a superhero movie. Now I'm full. 
I know. I think the next thing they've got that I've seen set in stone is Echo, which is set for January um, and is uh, going to happen. And what if season two has been rumored to drop at some point this winter? But I don't think I've seen set in stone uh, where what if season two will be happening. So, mm. but there you go. Those are our thoughts on the Marvels. All right, let's move on to our next review. Let's talk a little bit about Quiz Lady. Not a superhero name, by the way. <laughs> yes? Hi, I have some bad news. We lost your mom. What? Sorry, that was terrible phrasing. I meant we don't know where she is. Oh, I think your sister's here. Annie, it's finally happened. Oh my God, it's okay, it's okay, I'm here. We're orphans, oh my God, you're orphan Annie. She's oh not dead. She ran away. A brilliant but tightly wound game show obsessed young woman, Anne, and her estranged train wreck of a sister, Jenny, must work together to help cover their mother's gambling debts. When Anne's beloved dog is kidnapped, they set out on a wild cross-country trek to get the cash the only way they know how, by turning Anne into a bona fide game show champion. Uh, this is Quiz Lady. This is available on Hulu. Uh, it's Sandra O oh and Aquafina as the sisters in this. What did you guys think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Susan, start us off. I think I'm going to give it like low side of loved it. Ooh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Andrew? I really liked it. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Um <laughs> I'm right down the middle of liked it again. Uh, I I like this. I had a good time with it, Um, but uh, didn't didn't find myself at the end going, oh, I love that movie. Um, It was more like, I like that movie. So that's where I landed. Yeah. Susan gets to start again. Low side of loved it. Uh, Tell us why you love this movie, Susan. Well, first of all, I didn't even know it was coming out. We got like an email that was going to be in our like Disney debut thing. And then I went Mm -hmm. ahead and just watched it without the watermark when it came out. And I'm, first of all, like a game show fan of like mm-hmm. certain, I, I used to really, I, I, if there's a good game show, I, I can get really into it. They're just, they're a really fun escape. And um, by the way, this seems like a terrible game show. Oh, I can't believe this had the audience. That, yeah. <laughs> that <it had. laughs> no, this was definitely trying to be like a weird play between like Price is Right and Jeopardy and stuff like, like a yeah. Wash pit of that. Yeah. But uh I I love the cast. I think Aquafina's great and I really like Will Farrell in it. Sandra O's okay in it. She's like kind of annoying, but her I mean it's her character is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was so lighthearted. It was just we're in that season where we're, we got to watch a lot of like heavy movies, so watching like a breezy light kind of sort of family film about a sister bond and then it's funny it is I, I could rewatch that and, and feel right. Good. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, but honestly, I thought it was a cute, fun film and there was a really nice message there. And I don't know. I just really enjoyed the ending too. Yeah. Andrew. Uh, watching Aquafina's journey from obscurity to overnight fame and how she handles it is a testament to both the script and her acting ability. She has, mannerisms and the personality of this old woman trapped in this young lady's body. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. I, I, I'm in love with her. It 
honestly, it's the chemistry between her and Sandra O. Oh. I mean, it's mm. off the charts good chemistry. They they clash so perfectly. They hit each other in all the right spots. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's there's an authenticity to the sisterhood of it uh, that I think works really well between the two of them. Um, I agree, Susan, that the the key factor in this movie's success uh, will be its rewatchability. I just mm-hmm. think it's 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 almost an old school comedy in that way. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I did wonder. Yeah. Um, I had this thought because it's rated R, and I think there's like maybe five or six f bombs in there, and that's probably why it's it's oh, rated R. Okay. And I just had the thought of like, I know it's on streaming, but wouldn't you just like edit? like down to like two f-bombs or something and try to make a pg-13 or something to they get more sh- eyeballs on should've. it I, I, this I'm, feels like a pg-13 movie am i, I wrong didn't about know that? It was R. I had no idea because yeah. I, I i honestly i guess i don't pay that much attention to f-bombs unless it's like excessive right right so that's yeah and, and i don't i don't begrudge any right. you know movie being the movie it wants to be i just you know from a marketing standpoint i'm really surprised somebody was like you, do you understand how close this is to having a whole nother younger audience that you know for some families right. like, especially with the the big push on the family message there you'd think they right. would want more of an audience <laughs> yeah unless i'm missing something that that they just absolutely had to keep in for their r rating but i i don't think i did no. um so i was a little surprised by that because it does it feels like an old school pg-13 comedy where the whole family can just kind of laugh and there's a little heart to it at the end which i really enjoyed mm-hmm. and in a heart that feels authentic and not forced and not preachy it just feels you know very real um and it's well told the story's well told it's well scripted um the plot points uh work very very well um another couple things uh, performances i liked uh for two different reasons uh, Jason Schwartzman is perfect in oh this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I, can't yeah. tr- so I can't trust funny. Ken Jennings anymore. Uh, right, because he is the Ken Jennings, right? Like yeah. that is the idea. Is like he, he's you know in, in uh, embodying that idea of the super contestant uh, that's you know gunning for the you know um, hosting job or whatever. I love Will Ferrell. Uh, I know. Uh, this one's, Will Ferrell is so good. I think he, I think he is perfectly cast here. Yeah. Um, for 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 this role, he even has a little bit of Trebek energy to mm-hmm. him. He's like mm-hmm. Trebek um, and Mister Rogers put into one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in continuing my uh, Aaron mentions all the white guys. Uh, Tony Hale uh, also made me laugh quite a bit. It's the Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Uh, he was Airbnb. good. He was good. Uh, I, I thought that was really, really funny. Holland Taylor was great too. The next door neighbor, like that's the thing. Everybody, Everybody in this movie felt like they <laughs> perfectly did what they were supposed to do. <laughs> the Paul Reuben bit it slayed me. Oh yeah. Were you a little sad at the? End? I was. I got a little sad at the end yeah. since he had died earlier this yeah. year oh, or whatever. And, yeah. Like, well, yeah. No, no, no. I was just like, yeah. it was just like, oh, you know, it's 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 good to see him, you it, know. Yeah, uh, I was going more out. along the lines of I was just happy to see him. Yeah. 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 I, I like Alan Cumming. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the cast. Which is funny because I've always gotten those two confused, honestly. Yeah, like sure. They are such, sure. that's a perfect, like, mix up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never would have put um, the two together, but now that I see it, I can't unsee it. So it's one of those. Yeah. Yes. 
But Aaron, yeah. I do have to add just because I don't want to forget that you did just hit on it. It does feel like an like uh, like an old school like family comedy, and I think yeah. that's that's part of the rewatchability. It brings me back to like those movies I would watch in the '90s, like over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate is before I watched the movie, I thought it was going to be a stupid comedy, like it was just going to mm. be dumb, like it just jokes, jokes, and then meh. And the fact that I love when a movie is funny. And can really like hit the hit you at the heart at the end without being forceful or preachy or cheesy. So that's mm-hmm. I, this one movie does that really well. I agree. I agree. Uh, Andrew, for the thoughts, I love the film's not so subtle look at toxicity of public fame and people's inability to not inject themselves into other people's lives if it can get them a like or something on their social media mm-hmm. page. I think what this movie says about all that is just top tier greatness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Susan, any other thoughts? I was going to say, it's also interesting. And I, maybe this is a real relatable factor. She does it because she doesn't really have a family, but some people in general could attach themselves to a show. I know we do it with, even if you're young and you attach yourself to certain characters in a series, I liked how she, because she didn't have a connection with her family, she felt like Will Ferrell's character was a father and this show Mm -hmm. was family to her that she didn't have. So I just thought that was a really nice, like unique thing that we don't see very often. Yeah. Uh, I, the only, the only thing I would mention, actually I have two more thoughts. Uh, One is just a quick one. Um, I think the art design of the bow tie hallway was, uh, great i just loved it i just loved it so much uh i loved what it meant i loved how they used it thematically and i loved how it looked um it's just like i wanted it to really exist at that mm-hmm. moment i needed this game show to be real because yeah. <laughs> just because of that it hallway. was magical it was yeah. there was a magic to it for sure um and then I loved I loved that hallway so much I forgot my second point. Um, oh no no, no I remember. I, I like what the, this movie does something that Onward the Pixar movie Onward did as well that I really like. Where you kind of think the movie is about uh, mother daughter relationships mm. for a while, and then you realize it's actually about sibling relationships. And that transition is uh, a good one here. Um, and I think the the movie uh, does that very well makes that happen very well so those would be my final thoughts on quiz lady anything else no post credit scene <laughs> yeah i do not believe there is uh quiz lady uh now is the second best uh movie ever that i've seen that starts with the word quiz uh so quiz what's the first go. quiz show yeah yeah quiz show is <laughs> <laughs> number one uh very important facts there all right let's move on to the best ever challenge before we do though uh thank you to our amazing sip pop members really do appreciate you your support you can do that at patreon it's at patreon.com uh, slash sift pop uh, is where you would go to support and there is a bonus show there most weeks that we, re- we record Susan uh, hung out with us in the pre-show and we recorded some thoughts on twists that made us angry as well as some other things and if you uh, want to hear that and also want to support what goes on here uh, go to patreon.com slash sift pop thank you so much for doing so
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's move into our best ever challenge. We'll do best ever Brie Larson movies. Uh, Best ever movies that Brie Larson was in. We will go number five to number one. If you have it higher than someone else, make sure and let me know and we will will trump it so that the person who has it highest will be able to talk about it. Uh, I will kick us off with my number five. Um, Twenty One Jump Street. Me too. Is my um, n- number five. Oh. <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street making all three of our lists. Yeah. Uh, we'll see wherever Susan has it. Susan, why don't you go next? Okay, so my number five What's was your- the Spectacular Now. Great choice. Great choice. Talk about it. Well, honestly, she's barely in it, <laughs> but I felt like it I was like, well, it counts. Mm-hmm. I know that's she's been in a lot of great films that she's not in very much. <laughs> there were some mm, other movies mm-hmm. too, but um, I just love the spectacular now. I think that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I think uh, it's maybe, well, no whiplash is miles Teller's best performance, but spectacular now is a strong second. Uh, Shailene Woodley is really great in that. And I mean, Brie Larson's good. She was, that was like, she was getting her like fame starting mm-hmm. up in there, but yeah. I just have to give her recognition that movie. Cause it's just a, uh, it's really good. I have issues with the fact how Shailene Woodley is like, she should get out of that relationship, but I, I think it's an honest portrayal of an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what is your, or no, your number five was uh, 21. also 21 Jump Street. So on to our number fours. Yep. Uh, my, my number four is 13 going on 30. Yes. Uh, in that? Yeah, that's what my research said. Uh, so she so is. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, oh, is she like a kid in that? <laughs> I think she might be. Yes. Wow, that is a great movie. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very, very rewatchable. So uh, if you haven't checked out Thirteen Going on Thirty, uh, it's a great body swap movie uh, mm-hmm. that you you would enjoy. So yeah, check it out. Um, Susan, what is your number four? 21 Jump Street. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. This is one that she's obviously got a bigger part in, um, but, you know, maybe not like her Oscar <laughs> or anything. But that movie's just fun. That That is a hilarious film. I wasn't crazy about 22 Jump Street, but 21 Jump Street, I remember like laughing out loud in the theater over so many great one-liners. And I really enjoy uh, Jonah Hill and... Um, uh, what's his Channing name? Tatum. Channing Tatum. Their their chemistry mm-hmm. is so great. They really uh bounce off each other really well. And I and I, I think for me, what I enjoyed mo- most was how Channing Tatum was like Mister Popular in the Police Academy, but then like when he got the role reversal, like I think there's a line that always cracks me. I was like, why why are the nerds popular? Glee. <laughs> <laughs> and he he says like the f word. He's like, man, yeah, screw Glee. <laughs> And I love Glee, so that was really funny. 
Very nice. Uh, all right, uh, Andrew, what is your number four? Or did you want to talk about uh, 21 Jump Street as well? It's absolutely hilarious. I, yeah, totally great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four yep. is Kong Skull Island. Nice. Talk about movie. it. Uh, I think people don't give the MonsterVerse enough credit for being visually beautiful. Like Kong Skull Island, like some of the effects in that movie to this day are some of the best that you'll ever see in any action mm-hmm. movie ever. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous action movie. Same thing with the first Godzilla and Godzilla versus Kong had some beautiful effects in it as well. It's, it's a good story. Sam Jackson is a great villain. Yeah. If you, uh, if you haven't checked out the monster verse, I think, uh, there's only like one or two movies that are even decent. The rest are really good. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'm really excited for Project Monarch when that comes out in a couple of months or a couple Very weeks. Very nice. Uh, all right. On to my number f- three then, and we're on to our number threes. Is that correct? Yeah. Or no, Andrew, did you get to do your number four? I just did. Yeah. That's what okay. I just did. Yeah. Kong Skull Island. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three, this is where I have room. I have room <laughs> at number three. <laughs> You guys have it at the same place? Yeah, uh, yeah we're just sharing oh the God, same list. Jeez. Uh, Susan, yeah, what is definitely your number three? Trump there. What's right. your number three, Susan? Uh, train wreck. Mm. Oh, good choice. Okay, good choice. I really thought that that would be un- uh, okay. I thought Train Wreck was a surprisingly great romantic comedy for the time of where basically romantic comedies in theaters are just not doing well. This mm-hmm, one was mm-hmm. one that I was like, wow. I mean, it's it's a hard R. <laughs> it's not like mm-hmm. 13 going on 30. But right. it's so funny. Amy Schumer is hilarious in it. Uh, so is Bill Hader. And I, I enjoyed Brie Larson. She's that like she's the normal sister to her in it. And um, I mean, I just I'm a big fan of that. It is a, it's kind of long, but it's hilarious. Nice. Uh, Trainwreck was not one of my favorite comedies, um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I know a lot of people. Uh, was there a reason it, why so. you didn't like it? It was just I totally can understand. Like it just didn't feel um, meaningful to me in any way. Like there was, I didn't feel anything underneath the humor, which felt mm. pretty cheap to me overall. Okay. But um, but yeah. I'm I'm in the minority on that one, so I'm no. I am aware. Totally, totally fair. Uh, Andrew, your number three was also room, so we will move on to our number twos. Uh, my number two was short term twelve. Uh, Trump. Is mine. <laughs> Trump. How is Susan trumping everything? It doesn't make I sense. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm sorry, guys. Jeez. Uh, well, Susan, I have a feeling that I know what your number two is. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, my number two is room. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, and that is our number three. So, okay. So y'all talk about it. I mean, she won her Oscar for that for good reason, because her performance, I remember watching that movie like really early on before like nominations. And I remember thinking if Brie Larson doesn't get best actress for this performance there's something wrong because there was nobody in my opinion that could outdo that she was phenomenal and i think the best thing about that movie like it you know i feel like and i'm also like a lifetime girl like i watch a lot of lifetimes so Mm -hmm. i can really appreciate a really good quality 
woman getting kidnapped, raped, and all that stuff. And so that, but what I appreciate about it is that it was so well done in the fact that it was more about life after that. And she was so concerned for her son adjusting to the real world after being locked up in that room. And then Mm -hmm. to see that it was her, like that was going to be having more of a struggle than her son. That was so interesting. And I just love a really good, like character study and going into the psyche and stuff like that. And I mean, she was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. She's great in it. Andrew, did you have thoughts on room? A fun little trivia at the beginning of the movie when they're in the room, by the way, this is like one of the very few movies that I always recommend people going into completely blind like don't yes. don't know anything about it. Perfect. Just turn mm-hmm. it on, and as things are revealed to you, it's breathtaking. It really is. Mm-hmm. But uh, fun little trivia: at the beginning of the movie, they use a room that is, I think, two or three times the size of the room at the begin at the end of the movie. Like when they go back to visit it, that's why he's like, "Oh, it's a lot smaller." And I remember it is physically a smaller room than at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Just mm-hmm. stuff like that is super smart. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, it is at times a, a tense and anxiety-filled watch, uh, yeah. but it is definitely worth a watch. Um, so, yeah, I had room at number three as well. Uh, that brings us to uh, Andrew's number two. Uh, what do you got? In-game. Oh. <laughs> Trump! All right. I, don't, I guess it that, doesn't make sense. Wait. That was everything dropped. <laughs> Did you just drop it? I just dropped oh, it. Uh, I have in game at number one. And <laughs> since it's time to move on to our number ones, uh, we can talk about it. This is the um, most Trump ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I we've we've had those episodes where it just seems like every pick is trumped by somebody. Uh-huh. Um, but. Uh, Andrew, has every pick of yours been trumped? Uh, Kong Skull Island was not trumped. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. You, you got that I'm one. I'm surprised through. nobody else had my number one, though. It's wild. I mm. thought about it, but I felt like she's in it for so little that I just couldn't, like, I was like, ah, I'll just stick with these. <laughs> but, I we'll mean, get there right now though amazing. right now though we're talking about Avengers Endgame um, where uh, the the MCU had its last moments of being good <laughs> yeah well wait what does Spider-Man No Way Home count as uh, that's after Endgame yeah that's yeah. That, whatever that the next phase is so anyhow yes it was the culmination of years and years of Infinity Stone uh, throwing so yeah it was uh, a lot of fun I do like Infinity War better but, uh, yeah. but yeah Endgame is good Um, Andrew, did you want to talk about it at your number two? Yeah, I think that Endgame has more moments that are going to be memorable like throughout time. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, Cap picking up Mjolnir may go down as the biggest cinematic moment ever. Who knows? Mm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if it's according to fan reaction in the theater, uh, it's hard to find something where people lost their minds more than that. Um, That that is probably... in history i've never felt and that was at a press screening and i just that was like the energy well and i watched it twice in theaters and both times just feeling and the it was wild man 
is it was wild it was like movies became a sporting event yeah i've never i've never experienced anything like it it was was, special i feel like it was a true rare like history like like the rangers winning Mm. the world series (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i I can't imagine that somebody from texas would bring that up (laughs) it definitely felt that way It was interesting because Aaron and I went to go and see it at a press screener and you don't really get a lot of interactions, you know, like, like reactions from people in press screeners Mm -hmm. like that. But there were a few people, but I did not hold back. I did not hold back at all. (laughs) And uh, what was funny is a a week later, I was hosting a a screening for a bunch of Audi uh, representatives at the local theater. They got an early press screening, too, because Audi's always been working with Marvel um, mm. and it was fun because while I was there, I was standing up front, you know, while the, everybody else was watching. So I got to literally watch a full, uh, theater's reaction to cat picking up Mjolnir and like hundreds of people going, whoa, what? So it was really cool seeing it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes just for fun, I'll just uh, research like YouTube links of the audio of you know people uh, experiencing mm. that moment for the first time. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, all right, Susan, what is your number one? Uh, short term twelve. Yeah. That that so was the, the minute you guys sent this list, I was like, well, I know my number one. Because <laughs> short term twelve was. I think it was pretty high on my list the year that came out in my top 10, but also that was the first time I ever saw Brie Larson in a movie. It's and the first time we ever saw a lot of Oscar winners in a movie. It's amazing the Oscar winners that have come from this crew and future Oscar winners probably. I got to double check so. who else. I'm so drawn to her. I I will. I can still remember like her crawled up in a corner, like freaking out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just remember thinking – this girl, whoever she is, she is incredibly talented. She is, I'm drawn to her. I, anything mm-hmm. she's in, I feel like, and, and, and so, yeah, it's true. Anything she's in, I'm always like, wow, she's a dang good actress. Um, so yeah, I, I, and on top of that, it was just a really wonderful film and, um, powerful. And I, I love movies like that in general. I'm, I, I'm usually an indie fan. So those, mm-hmm. it was, it was just really great. And, um, yeah, I'm just I did I don't even think I realized who all was in it. I was just thinking about yeah. Brie Larson. And it I mean I knew John Gallagher Jr. was in it. But yeah. Introduced us to uh, Rami Malek, who uh-huh. went on to win an Oscar as Lakeith well. Uh, Keith Stanfield, uh, who in that movie wasn't even called Lakeith Stanfield. I think he was called Keith Stanfield or something like that. Wait, does um, Lakeith Stanfield have an Oscar? Uh, Oscar no. nomination. Oh, oh okay. no, okay, okay. Um, I didn't even know he had a nomination. Damn I was yeah. just saying Rami Malek has a oh. has an Oscar. I said future Oscar winners as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Caitlin which Deaver. I think Caitlin Deaver may be in that category mm-hmm. as well. So like, and you know, all just kind of in that same movie. Stephanie Beatrice yeah. from Reno or from uh, Brooklyn Nine One One is in yes. this too. Yeah, I have to definitely. admit, Susan, this movie is on my list of shame that I have not seen. Oh my god, you have to watch it. <laughs> it's on. I think yeah. it's on. Peacock or something. I'm going to watch it tonight. Do it. You'll be so happy you did. And it's only an hour and 36 minutes. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Uh, All right. Tell us, Andrew, what is the number one? How did nobody have Scott Pilgrim on their list? You know, I'm not a huge Scott, Scott Pilgrim fan. I like it. Okay. But 
It's not one of my favorites. I'm kind of with Aaron on this. I I feel like I'm in the minority because everybody who watches it is like, oh my God, this movie is like the best movie ever. And I'm like, I liked it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good movie. It's just not not as good as 21 Jump Street, 13 Going on 30, Room, Short Turn 12, or Avengers Endgame. Lies, my friends. (laughs) It's one of the funniest movies ever made. <laughs> no, Tell I, us about its amazingness, I, Andrew. I absolutely love it, and I can totally understand why this is an acquired taste because it is an out there kind of movie, not one that uh, is going to be accessible for everybody. But no, I I absolutely love it. I love the video game elements of it mixed with the comic book art style. It's 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 just a really funny movie. I think Michael Cera is on fire in this. And it has some of the best cameos from future superheroes ever. Like Chris Evans is great in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brie Larson. Yep. There you go. <laughs> totally get it. It was in my honorable mentions. Uh, speaking of which, Andrew, what did the uh, the Sif Pop crew have to say uh, about this topic? Interestingly enough, we got a tie in one of ours. Because there were a lot mm-hmm. of votes when it came to Brie Larson movies. At number three, we had Scott Pilgrim. At number two, we have a tie between Room and Short Term 12. Mm-hmm. And number one, we have... Number two? Yep, yeah, tied at number two. Yep. So I guess Scott Pilgrim's technically number four, I guess. Um, right. yes. And then number one, we have Endgame. Yeah. There you go. I got it. I get that. Yep. Uh, any other honorable mentions from you guys? Susan, Andrew? I was looking Anything else you want to throw out that Bree's been in? I'll, I'll honorable mention Scott Pilgrim for you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I that way we all it. mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, before we finish things off, let's do some buried treasure. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Susan, you're our guest, so you will go last. Uh, Andrew, kick us off. What do you want to talk about? So this isn't my buried treasure, but real quick. Last week, I had Bahu Bali as my buried treasure, and I said mm-hmm. I was going to watch the second one. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a, a sequel to a movie that just makes the original like 10 times better? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened with Bahu Bali. So definitely check out both of those nice. movies. But my buried treasure for the week, Attack on Titan, is finally over with. It is wrapped up. And it will probably go down for me as one of the best shows ever. It was a journey and a half. Uh, I like how it wrapped up. It was beautiful. I cried a little bit. Great action. Yeah. A truly, truly original show. Very nice. Uh, Where can you watch Attack on Titan? Uh, Netflix and Hulu, I think. Hmm. I know it's definitely on Hulu. My husband watches it, and so he's he's thrilled that it's finally over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is they dragged it out Uh, for a little while, so... I'm right there with them. Very nice. Uh, my buried treasure is I. By the way, and Susan can uh, attest to this. This time of year, I'm watching so many movies mm-hmm. that sometimes it gets all jumbled up, and like I would not be surprised to do a buried treasure that was like a main review or something, and I just forgot. Like I'm watching so many movies that I can't remember if I've talked about them or where I've talked about them or whatever. But I did want to mention the. I did want to mention the Kane Mutiny Court Martial uh, on Paramount Plus. Um, this is Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Lance Reddick, Jason Clark, Lewis Pullman, 
um, and Jake Lacey and Monica Raymond. And this is um, the final movie uh, of William Friedkin. Uh, so uh, this is... Uh, a movie that's been made before. You may know the kind of the outline, outline of the story, but Kiefer Sutherland is playing a captain who had his ship mutinied, quote unquote, and then the court case is to decide if it truly was mutiny or if it was uh, something that was uh, that was okay to do. Uh, so this is all inside the courtroom, which I don't know. If you just hear that, if you think, oh, well, that sounds exciting just to sit inside a courtroom. But what makes it really interesting is that the case and the facts of the case are so compelling and so well done. And the performances are so good. This may be my favorite Kiefer Sutherland performance. Um, I think he's incredible in this. Um, It also is one of the final Lance Reddick performances. Um, and he's incredible in it. Uh, there's a lot of really great acting going on here, and it's a really compelling case and story. So check it out. It's on Paramount+. Plus. It's called The Kane Mutiny, Mutiny Court Martial. So right. There you go. Sounds interesting. Uh, Susan, what do you got? Um, I am recommending The Golden Bachelor. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, what it is. No, no. I'm assuming it's a type of uh, a reality show based on the Bachelor universe. Yes, it's part of the, it's a first season for the Bachelor franchise. It, they've been talking about it for years, but it's a senior citizen. Um, mm, it was originally called uh, Bachelor's Endgame. Uh, I uh, believe is what it was uh, originally titled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's actually so heartwarming and wholesome. They have this guy, um, Gary, who is 71, 72 years old, and all his women had to be at least 60, which I appreciate because I was not about to be happy if 45-year-olds were trying to date him. He's not rich or anything. He's just like a normal guy who has a really mm-hmm. sad story about losing his wife. Um, in 2018 and basically he's um, he's just he's a really sweet guy it made the show kind of go back to its original roots where it's not about the drama or like gross like sexual stuff it's honestly just like I said it's very wholesome it's just it, it comes into being more about when you which is kind of sad because you think about whenever you lose your loved mm-hmm. one, like eventually someone's going to die first, which, you know, unless we go notebook. Um, and like, what do you do? How do you start over? Mm-hmm. And all these women, they're kind of getting a second chance at love. Not even if they don't get with Gary, they're getting this opportunity like, Hey, it's not over for me. I can go and find love. So it's, it's really just so sweet. And um, I think anyone can watch it because you don't have to feel like connected, like, oh, I didn't watch a certain season. It's just like a clean slate. Very nice. The Golden Bachelor, where can you watch it? On ABC or Hulu. Very nice. That's The Golden Bachelor on Hulu. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial on Paramount Plus and Attack on Titan uh, on Hulu and possibly also Netflix. Well, there you go. We did it, guys. Ooh. We managed to do a podcast. Yeah. Congratulations. To everyone involved, mm-hmm. um, even though there were no bow ties, we still managed uh, to have a good time. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. For Sif Pop, it is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again tonight. Thank you, buddy. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> and thank you to Susan Kamyop Stevens for coming by one more time. <laughs> That's uh, fun. Susan, where would you like people to look you up and see you, your stuff? You can find me at this chick's flicks on my socials or this chick's flicks.com with X. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there you go. An X in both places, right? Mm-hmm. Chicks and flicks, both mm-hmm. with an X. If you want to check that out, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members as well for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to all the bonus episodes uh, at the different levels. Um, so you can check all that out and all the other perks at patreon.com slash sifpop. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like this show too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than doing light-based teleportation double dutch. We will be back next time with The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and more. And we will see you then. Bye. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.